And so, our Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for another opportunity to hear your word, the word that gives life, the word that is internal, the word that heals, the word that makes ways for us. Thank you, O oh God, for it pleased you to bring us to this place. Thank you because you gave us life. Father in heaven, we have come to hear from you. We have not come to hear from any man. We have come to receive from you. It is you we are looking for because you alone have the word of eternal life. Father, we ask this morning that that longing desires of our hearts, that as we hear this word this morning, you will grant all those desires in the name of Jesus. Father in heaven, we want to ask, O oh God, that though challenges abound, though things are getting tougher, Father, may we recall your word that when we see these things happening, then we should take note that your coming is near. And may it teach us to number our days. That Lord God Almighty will be prepared at any moment to see you or to be with you. This is our heart cry in the name of Jesus Christ. I am nothing but an empty vessel. But I pray Holy Spirit that you speak through your servant. That Lord, I will be blessed and your people will be blessed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I welcome all of us again this morning to this service. The topic this morning says, The word of God in the heart and mouth of the believer. And we've been considering this topic, Living by every word of God. I don't know since this year that we started this uh, considering this topic, whether we have actually gained anything from this word we've been considering. You know, every Sunday, and for some of us, every Wednesday, we come in here, we read the banner, living by every word of God, we go out. I don't know whether we have tried in our little, little corners, to live by this word as we are being guided and channeled through this year. I pray that the Lord will help us. We have considered many topics before now, but today is coming again in another form, which says, the word of God in the heart and mouth of a believer. And as I learned from my sister, I tried to look up what heart means, what mouth means, and what a believer means. All the things I got from there, many, but for heart, I just said, I just picked the part that says, heart is that part of the body where the feelings and the emotions and thoughts are thought to be, to be, especially those connected with love. 
that part of the body where feelings and emotions are thought to be, especially those that are connected with love. And in another angle, he says, is the most important part of something. So, if the word of God be in our hearts, is being in the most important part of our body. If it be in our hearts, is being in the most important part of our belief. Then the mouth says that is an is an opening in the face and is used for speaking. So the word of God in my mouth should not just be stored in the mouth. It should be stored in the heart, but the mouth must speak it out. And I now say, who is a believer? Who is a believer? This word of God should be in the heart and mouth of the believer. Who is the believer? Uh, one of our brothers some time ago stood here and was asking us, why do you come to church? Now, the question is, who is a believer? And you discover that everybody in the streets will tell you that he or she is a believer. But for us, why are you a believer? And what do you believe in? That is the question. Everybody may claim to be a believer. But what do you believe in? It's what you believe in that makes the difference. For us as Christians, or as Anglicans, or as Orthodox churches, in most Orthodox churches, I was just thinking, we come to church every morning, and this morning we have said it again. We say Apostles' Creed, and we start reciting. If you say you are a believer, what do you believe? You know, we recite it. I believe in God. Do you believe in God? Or are you just reciting it? I believe in God. And we say he is the Father Almighty. And we believe that he makes, he made the heavens and the earth. That is one of our beliefs. The second our belief, he says, and in Jesus Christ, I believe in Jesus Christ. And we say again that he is the only son of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, you don't believe that Jesus has, that God has any other son. You don't believe it from the Apostles' Creed. I hope when we recite it or when we say it, this is what we believe as a believer in Jesus Christ. And we believe that he has this supernatural conception by the Holy Spirit. We believe he had this virgin birth. And it came down. We believe he died. We believe he was buried. We believe he rose again. And we believe that he will come back. You know. To take me home. 
to take us home. And we believe that even if we die, for those of our loved ones that have died in Christ, that they are going to rise again. That is our belief. And now we are saying, what should this word of God do to us? Us that are believers, that have believed in these tenants of our faith. That's what we call it, one of the tenants of our faith. What should this word of God do to us? And why should it be in our hearts? Praise the Lord. What is this word of God? We have said our belief, what we believe. Now, what is this word of God? Since this year, we've been considering living by every word of God. And if we live, if we read the whole of that verse, he started by saying, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of the Lord. You see, we can do without food, but we cannot do without the word of God if you are a believer. So, what is this word of God we've been talking about? In John chapter 1, if we read 1 to 5, it says, In the beginning was the word. And it came down and said, The word was made flesh. And the word dwelt amongst us. So, who is this word of God? We find out that all these, uh, these past months, we've been talking about Jesus Christ himself. The word that became flesh. This same word that became flesh. In Genesis chapter 1 we are made to understand that God created that the whole earth was without void, nothingness everywhere. And then God said, the same word, let there be. And that was how everything came into being. Praise the Lord. This word was in the beginning. This word of God we are talking about. We are handling. It has been in the beginning. What is this word of God? This word of God was the creator of all things. It was by this word that everything was created. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, we read that this word of God is powerful. That it is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it pierces the bone and the marrow. That is the word that we've been talking about. And just yesterday, my son showed me something. I don't know where they copied it from. He said, Mom, you see this thing? It was the Bible, but it was in form of a, a gun. You know? They, they made the Bible. You see, they wrote, they, they wrote the word of God. Then, I don't know how they folded it and they put a hand and they said, the most powerful weapon. The word of God. 
That is the word we are talking of. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17, we read that this word of God is the sword of the spirit. That it is the sword that will, you know, that will go to the spirit and will do something. Even when you are equal, you don't, you don't agree in anything. The word of God can break that stubbornness. No matter how strong it is. That is the word of God we are considering. And he said that this word should be in our hearts. How should it be in our hearts? How? You know, some time ago, our daddy just told us how we can do a systematic Bible study, how we can do, whether it is um, topical, character, or what, that we should study, you know. For this word of God, how it can be in our hearts, it cannot fly to your heart. The word of God cannot just fly and fly to your heart. You must make a conscious effort to study this word. It can be in our hearts when we read it. In fact, many people have quoted this or have spoken on this Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Uh, where it says, talk about it when you are sitting down. Talk about it. Let's read it. Deuteronomy chapter 6, from verse 6 to 9. Deuteronomy chapter 6. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontless between thy eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is one of the ways that this word can get into our hearts. This place says, one, it starts by teaching, you know. When we are small, as we are growing up, we are being taught the word of God. In our Sunday schools, they will teach us. And now that we are grown, we should be teaching our children. When we are in school, most of the time, how we know the, the room of a believer, as mean you are a stranger somewhere, is that it may just, Jesus saves on the, on the door. And it will write John 3:16. And another one, it will say, "With God, all things are possible." So you you find out that you will just write it and paste it on your door. But today, what has replaced those words of God is, believe it or not, I am a child of God. I'm not saying it's bad. But somebody will just read it as, okay, you're a child of God. Another one will say, I am Methodist family. Another one will say, I am Anglican family. Another one will say, we are this. But that's writing the word of God. Most of us, you know, we don't even paste it there then. We go with little badges that will just say, uh, uh, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
It's just a little badge. You paste it as a name tag and you're going. You know, as people read this thing, you find out that as you read it, whether that's consciously or unconsciously, you're storing it up in your heart. That's, it's sticking to your heart. Then you now take time to study. You now take time to study that word. As you're studying it, it is entering your heart. It is sticking in your heart. But this word of God, as we store it up in our hearts, as we write it, as we go about, talk about it when you sit down, talk about it when you stand up, as you are walking in your car, you are driving your car, you are talking the word of God. And if this word of God is in our hearts, when our mouth opens to speak, it will speak nothing but the word of God. It means that you have so soaked your heart with the word of God that when you decide to talk, what will come out? Even if there is a dispute or anything, a challenge, I want to say, you say, but what does the word, God, word of God say about it? Unconsciously, it's just flowing out. And if something is, if, if somebody is saying something, I remember where I work, every time they say, the chief executive is doing this, he's doing this. I will just tell them, when last did you pray for him? He said, eh, did you pray? This, this, this. I said, no. But the Bible says, you should pray for those in authority. He said, every time you say the Bible says, if you don't say the Bible says, whose own will you talk? We will know that it is our life. It is internal life. When you speak the word of God, you are speaking life. And some time ago, somebody has a problem. And one of our mommies says, this problem, do you know what you will do? He said, no. Just get the verses of the scripture that talks about that problem. When you get those verses of scripture, write them where you can see them always. So if it's in your room, you can place it behind your door, depending on the position of your bed. If it is in your car, you can write it boldly and paste it in front so that as you're driving, you're reading it. And the mommy says, if you have opportunity, read it out to yourself so that your spirit, your, your inner man will hear it. And so the person kept doing that. He will come out, he will read, read that word. He will go in, he will read it. Anywhere in the sitting room, he will see the word of God, he will read it. And he, as he kept reading this word of God, gradually, those problems started solving, dissolving. And the person that was before then, that he couldn't continue, he has finished his, um, he has finished, um, reading law, but he hasn't gone to law school. And he was staying at home because of that problem. And as he continued reading the word of God, reading, 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 Every time he read it, he read it aloud. He now went back to, for law school after spending how many years at home. That is what the word of God can do. It heals. But then, you must speak it out. If the word of God is stored in your heart and you don't say it out, you have gained nothing. You are just like is it the Dead Sea now that keeps receiving and does not give out? So, 
as we read, there's something that Ezra did in Ezra chapter 10, 7 verse 10. Can we read it? Ezra 7 verse 10. If you see it before me, you read. Ezra 7.10, he says, For Ezra has prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach in Israel the status and the judgment. Ezra pe- prepared his heart. You know, he prepared his heart to study. Yes. And he did not just stop at studying. He, stu- he, he studied and said, not just studying, I will also do what? Do it. When the word of God dwells in your heart, you know, it directs your action if you are obedient to him. The word of God will direct your action. You see, there are things you want to do. The word of God will direct your action. The word of God will also direct your action on how you can pray. The word of God will direct your action on, you know, people will be saying this, 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 this. And you see, something, the word of God will just come to your heart. And you will do that thing. And they say, how did you get this? It's what the word of God can do. When Jesus told us that he will send the Holy Spirit, he will remind us all things. You know? What he will remind you is the word of God you have already stored in your heart. And Ezra here has prepared to study it and to do it and also to teach it. So, as we sit down to study the word of God, as we read the word of God, always pray, God, please, grant me opportunity of saying, telling people about your word. Praise the Lord. You know, the blind man in the Bible was healed. And later they came and said, Tell us what happened to you. He said, Whatever you are saying, you know, is a very long dialogue. And somehow I like reading it because it's an interesting dialogue between him and the people of uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Tell us what happened to you. He said, I don't even know all that you are saying, you know. Whether Jesus is a bad man or is a good man, no. one thing is what I know. I was blind, but now I am seeing. Can you go out and tell people that thing that Jesus has done for you, if you are a believer? You cannot say you don't know how to preach or what to say. That is the word in your heart that will come out from your mouth. It's in your mouth. What has, if you are a believer... You have given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. You know? How do I believe? Accept that Jesus died for you. Yes, he died for me. Believe in your heart that his death can save me. It is done. Confess with your mouth that he is the Lord of your life. He comes in. He stays in your heart. Now, you now ask him, Lord, direct me on what to do. You think he doesn't direct? This word of God directs. And somebody will meet you and say, Ah, you don't used to do this again. Say, No. The word of God says, I can't do it. 
I don't want to do it because the word of God in my heart will not allow me to do it. By saying that you are sharing your testimony of what that word has done in your life. But many of us will wait and see. Maybe we want to study and read how many chapters before we can now go out to tell people or tell somebody or tell that your close friend what God has done for you. The woman of Samaritan, when she received this word, what did she do? She left her water pot. She ran into the, the city and said, Come, oh, come. Come see this man that has told me all I ever did. That was the word of God in her mouth. She has not known this man for long, but the man has said something to her. And she knew it was true. So, people must see this man who, that has done all these things. And she ran and she called everybody. Praise the Lord. Why should this word of God be in our hearts? And why should you speak it out? The word of God should be in our hearts. Because it helps us to overcome challenges. The word of God should be in our life because it is, it is our life. It is life. We read in John chapter 6. Maybe we should read it. John chapter 6, 60 to 63. Let's read it. And we'll see what Peter said to Jesus in that place. John chapter 6, 60 to 63. Many therefore of his disciples, when they had heard this, they said, This is an hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Doth this offend you? What and if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It is the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Then read 68-69. Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. This word of God is life. And in 63, when he asked them, you know, Jesus after talking for so long, they, they just said, this is a hard saying. Who can bear it? And many of them started going out. Many of them started going, drawing back. After he now called his disciples and said, Will you also go away? What the Lord is telling us to do may seem hard to us. We say, ah, carrying this Bible. I remember one of my sisters that each time you tell her about being born again, salvation, she would say, Sister, do you think it's even easy to live this Christian life? But to me, I'll be wondering, what is so difficult about live, living this Christian life? Do you think it's easy to live this Christian life? 
Well, I, I, I'm still praying for her. But the enemy has made her to see that it's very difficult living the Christian life. So Jesus asked the disciple here, Will you also go away? And they said, You have the words of eternal life. My dear, if you go outside Christ this time around, in short, if you are not even in Christ this time around, I pity you, I wonder how you are surviving. If Jesus is not the Lord of your life, eh, I wonder how you are surviving. And if Jesus is the Lord of your life and that he, this is what is in your heart, I wonder why you are not telling people about him. The only place that there is safety, you know, when this word of God dwells in your heart, you, you, you discover that you are safe. You don't need to plead the blood of Jesus hundred times before you enter your house. Because if that word of God is in your heart, even if there is any deadly thing in that your house or wherever you are going, you will remember what that word of God says. That you should eat. It's not even eat or not even stepping on it. You will march on it. You will even eat it and it will not do you any harm. And you are afraid maybe of going to the village because you don't know they will put something and you will eat. My father said anything that he eats, that if anybody wants to poison him, it's only when that thing gets into his mouth that it can take effect. If it is that they kept it and he stepped on it, you will not harm him. And I now told him that even if I eat it, me, even if I eat it, it will not do anything to me. He looked at me. I said, yes, because the Bible said it. You will eat it. It will not do anything to you. In short, it will become nourishment to your body. And the people will be wondering, where did you get your own charm? Where did you get your own automobile? But because you have known the word of God, I'm not saying that if you see anything that is poisonous, you should go and take it and eat. But what I'm saying is that all these people that will come and try you to see, let me put this. Or those things that make you afraid not to do certain things. Not to do God's work. The Bible has solution. Or the word of God has solution to those things. And this word of God will also help us to overcome the falsehood that is, that is very, very rampant these days. You know, before, if somebody tells you he's a Christian, you believe the person is a Christian. You relate with the person that the person is a Christian. Today, if somebody tells you he's a Christian, you are fine, you want to find out, is he born again? Is he really born again? Really, really born again? Are you sure you're a Christian? Which kind of Christian? Why? Because there's a lot of falsehood. And if you don't have this word of God in your heart, my dear, it will carry you out. You, that's, you, you will fall victim. Of their falsehood. Because it's not completely false. Yes. They will pick something in the Bible. And they will twist it to suit them. So if you don't know what that word really says. You find out that you'll be deceived. You'll be carried away. So why don't we get to the word of God. And allow it to dwell richly in our hearts. So that anytime they come with anything. You know. You will be able to confront it with the word of God. Today they will tell you, that man that is disturbing you, that woman that is disturbing you, you call down fire, you pray for after all, Elijah called down fire. But is that what the word of God says? And when you want to pray, instead of thanking God for keeping you, 
Instead of thanking God for helping Nigeria, instead of you are just saying, God, kill this person, kill this person, kill my enemy, kill my this. No. God will not answer that prayer because it is not in accordance with his word. But if you remember that the word of God says, pray for your enemy. He said, even those people that are persecuting you, eh, those people that are making it difficult for you to be Christian, pray for them. And you start, God, I pray for this man that has been disturbing me in the office. I don't know what I did to him. And every day you are calling the man's name. God, please, meet him in, it is, with your salvation. You will discover that that word of God will go and work for you what your retaliation or your vengeance could not even have done. So why do we allow ourselves because the man of God said and will not consider what the word of God has said? When we believe this word of God, believe that it, it is what it is. What it is when it was written is what it is. It has no revised edition. It has no revised edition. Maybe 2017 edition. It's still the same old word. Why can't we believe and speak out this word? Our test says, let's go back to our test. That's um, Romans chapter 10. With the heart, we believe. With the mouth, confession is made. And with the same mouth, you will tell people what God has done for you. That is witnessing. With the same mouth, we'll tell people what the Lord has done for us. If not only be in our hearts, if it be in our hearts, mm-hmm, we will just be in our hearts. We'll be going about. Nobody will know that it's in your heart. We'll be going about. Mm-hmm. If anything happens, I know the word of God is in my heart. Mm-hmm. You will not do anything. But when you speak it out, and the word will go to that person's life, or another person's life, or the person you are speaking to, and that word will do something. You know you have, you have also saved yourself, because if you are speaking this word of God, confessing it, if in the office now I confess that uh, I cannot steal, do not steal, I tell somebody don't steal, do you think I can go back tomorrow to steal? I will not. So when you are even speaking out, confessing this word of God, it helps you to overcome temptation. There are things you cannot do because people have known this person that, you know, she does this, she says this, she's always saying this one, she cannot do it. And so when they have that kind of uh, conspiracy or whatever, they will avoid you. And if you want to know, eh, can you put it here? Don't worry, it's not for you. Don't worry, don't worry. The way they will just treat you, you just go your way. They will continue saying what they are saying. But it's keeping off some things from your heart. It's keeping off some things from you. Praise the Lord. You know, a lot of things are happening these days. And we hear a lot of things. But I believe that the word of God will help us. If we actually get this word of God in our hearts. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, it says that we should be ready to tell everybody that comes across our way the reason for our belief, the reason for our faith. 
If there is no reason in your heart, what will you tell people that come across you? So, you see why you should be in your heart. Because you must tell people why you believe. Okay, you don't go to party. I mean, wild party. If they organize anything in the office, they say contribute money for um, beer. You tell them you're not contributing money for beer. Tomorrow they will say do this. You tell them you're not doing it. You are doing it. Everything you are doing is in your heart. And one day somebody comes, why don't you do this? You will keep quiet. Have you helped the person? No. But if there's, I've observed that you don't do this. Why don't you do it? That is an opportunity to tell the person about Jesus and about his word. So, it's in your heart, you must speak it out. But if you keep it in your heart and you're not speaking it out, it's not profitable. If it is in your mouth, you keep speaking, 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 and when they touch you, you are empty. Still, you're the loser. You just read, read. I, I was passing through, I was, uh, one day they were just showing one film, I think it's Mount Zion film, and they were conducting, in that film, they were conducting uh, deliverance for somebody. And somebody was, one of the people conducting deliverance was carrying his Bible. Others are praying, quoting. He will open the Bible and say, eh, John, John said, eh, no weapon that function gets me. Eh, he was just opening the Bible. Others are quoting from their heads. They are just opening the Bible. And the man they are conducting um, deliverance just came up and carried the Bible. Just snatched the Bible from him. Threw it down and said, quote from your head. Quote from your head. So, if you have to get the word of God before you talk, you are losing. You have not prepared yourself. But when we have the word of God in our hearts, it helps us to overcome the challenges. We know what we are in in Nigeria. They are saying a lot of things. But just as our daddy prayed this morning, no matter what they are saying, the saints are praying. And, Onishi alai ubia nonaka chineke. Now the heart of the king is in God's hands. So, when you kneel down to pray for him, even if you don't know what to pray, tell God, this man's heart is in your hand. If every Christian will pray for this man, he's not too hard for God to change. But the issue is that we keep talking bad about him. We keep talking bad about the government. We keep talking bad about this. But the Bible says that every leader is instituted by God. Whether it doesn't matter if God allowed him to be there. And he he knows why he kept him there. He knows why he's the leader at this time of. And there, are, there is something he wants to do in our nation. But let's keep praying that he will turn his heart to do that which is only his, his will. In the days of Ezra and Nehemiah, we are there not hidden kings. Do they know God? But God turned their hearts. And they did something. That was to the glory of God of Israel. The same God can turn the hearts of our leaders. And they will do those things that are just his will. And nothing but his will. Praise the Lord.
It helps us to overcome challenges. It helps us. It cleanses our way, our our thoughts. As we read in as we read from one um, Psalm one one nine, verse nine. It helps us to clean our our ways. In First Timothy three sixteen to seventeen, it instructs us. It rebukes us. It gives us direction. That is the word of God. It can correct you. It can rebuke you. It will give you instruction on what to do. Praise the Lord. But are you ready that when God instructs you, that you will be able to do it? When my husband proposed to me, something happened. And recently I was just asking God, that was the word you gave me. Please, I want it to be fulfilled in my family. You know, at a stage, it was, I wasn't so sure. I said, no, I don't want to continue with this relationship again. I will just call him and say, I'm not going again. I was just contemplating with my friend that day. I was in her room. We are doing youth service. We just came back from evangelism. I was just saying, I won't continue again. So, she was preparing something and I slept off. I don't know whether I slept or I did not sleep, but somehow, somehow, this word just dropped. Jeremiah 1 verse 5. I jumped up. I had already concluded before then that the next day I was going to tell him I'm no longer interested. And this word dropped. Jeremiah 1 verse 5. I jumped up and carried my Bible and read Jeremiah 1 verse 5. After reading it, I started crying. I said, ah. I called her, Rifkatu. It seems God's hand is, God's hand is in this. So, said, what is this? I said, look at, look at what has just happened. Jeremiah 1 verse 5. And it says, you know, I want us to read it. I think we are concluding. Jeremiah 1 verse, 1 verse 5. If you see it, you can help me read it. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Continue. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child. For thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces. For I am with thee to deliver thee, said the Lord. Praise the Lord. And when we get to verse 10, he said, See this day. See, I have this day set you over the nations, over the kingdoms, to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, and to plant. And I was like, I said, ah, God, what is happening? This verse 10 actually addressed my fear. And God said that he was going to use me. I was just placing myself there to plant, to uproot, and do this and do this. Because we are from, we are now, we are from, a Roman Catholic background. And then I know everything surrounding them. 
surrounding him. Everything about the family and what they stand for and this. And he was the only person then that is a Christian. I say, God, see how you have prepared me in my father's house. How can I go to this house now? Where they don't even know about where will I start? Just him. And he is the last. Said, and God gave me this word. Said, I'm sending you. That was God's word. And that was the word I went to that house with. And now, few year, few months ago, I was just following God. I've not fulfilled your mandate for this house. It is still me and my immediate family. It's still me. The others have not known you all, but you said you are sending me to that nation. So, you see that when God wants to speak to you, he will speak his word. It's his word that will drop in your heart. And it will suit into your situation. And that word will even calm your situation. It will help you to overcome your challenge. Now they are saying things are difficult too. But have you ever imagined how have you been feeding? And our daddy will always pray. When people say that they are casting down, we will say there is lifting up. Let that be your confession. You are confessing it with your mouth. And if they are discussing, I'm not coming here again, may that out say the Lord is on the throne. Today, I don't know what will happen, but the Lord is on the throne. Praise the Lord. So let us allow this word of God to be in our hearts by studying it. And if you have this word of God, you find out that you will not be tossed about by all these doctrines that are coming up. In fact, one of my friends, childhood friend, we've been Christians together, now says she's a chosen. So I asked her, all this while, have you not been a chosen? No, she's not saying, I'm now a chosen. I said, all this while, have you not been chosen? Why must it be now that you tell me that you are chosen? When God tells us in First Peter, um, First Peter chapter 2 verse 4 or 2.14 that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, and a holy nation. After all these years of being a Christian, it's now that you are telling me that you are chosen. So you don't know that you are chosen. She kept quiet. She didn't know what to tell me again. But that is the scripture. Praise the Lord. So when we allow this word to be in our hearts, we will leave it out. We will not be carried away by any doctrine that just come around. In fact, the word will even equip us to tell them more. Praise the Lord. Whether they are scarcity or no scarcity, but you have to have this word and you pray it out and you confess it. And you tell others because when they look at you, if you're a believer, they will look at you. How have you been managing? What is your secret? My brother, my sister, that is an opportunity to tell them about your God. The Lord who can do all these things. As for coming to ask you, they will ask you. 
Once you live in accordance to his word and you do as he bids you to do, they will come to ask you, what is your secret? Will you tell him, um, in short, that just propelled my business. Um, in short, is that that we are being paid? No. It's because God wants to use you to reach out to him. If not, why didn't he go to another person to ask the person? And when the Lord has so put this word in our mouth, in our hearts, that it channels us on what we do. It guides us on what we do. It guides us on decision we take. We should be ready to tell people around us what great things the Lord has done for us. In First Peter 3.15, he said we should be ready to tell everyone they ask, that asks us the reason of our belief. And finally, I want us to read Second Timothy 4 verse 2. Second Timothy 4 verse 2. Praise God. Hallelujah. Preach the word. Be instant in season. Out of season. Reprove. Rebuke. Exhort with all suffering and doctrine. Praise God. Preach the word. Preach the word. I think it's a command. It's not begging us. If you have received this word, if Jesus is living in your life, if he is your Lord, the Lord of your life, the mandate or the command here is what? Preach the word. Not only when it is convenient. Preach the word. Not only when it is sweet or pleasant. He says, in season and out of season. That is the word in our mouths. And what we are preaching should be the word of God. Not preaching the church. We are, we are to go for an evangelism in our scripture union. Well, the sisters swing one day. And the, where we are going, the area we are going, the person in charge just came up to me and said, what do we tell them? Do we tell them to come to fellowship? Say no. You can tell them to come to fellowship, but that is not what you will tell them. We are going to tell them about Christ, who is the Word. Tell them the Word of God. If somebody gets the Word of God, the person starts desiring and hungering for the Word of God, the person will know where to go. But if you present, come to Scripture in Fellowship, come to Christ's uh, Chapel of His Resurrection, the person will come to Chapel of His Resurrection, and maybe that day, it may be Bible study, you may say, ah, our Bible, I be a real study ever. And the person will go. But if you tell the person the word of God, and the person receives the word of God, and the person has been watching and said, please, where do you worship? I want to worship with you. You can now invite the person to your fellowship, to the church, to any other place you, you feel the person will be receiving the sound word of God. But don't go preaching and tell the person, come to chapel of his resurrection. That is not the word. So when we go to the word today, or even after now, be ready to tell them one, your testimony. One of our sisters, even if she doesn't come to church, she will come for, if it's on a word evangelism day, even if she doesn't come to church, uh, wherever she is, when it's time, she will come for word evangelism. She will tell you that it was in the hospital that the Lord met her. And so, 
she wants to reach out to the people because she was when she was in the hospital that the Lord met her. And for her, that is her own witness. She will not go tell the person what the Lord has done for you. Some time ago, when I was still in full up, one of her sisters just came. They were preparing for nursing first exam, um, BTS. And this sister was so downcast. She was coming for full up that day. But if you see, reading her face, you just say, this person is in trouble. So that day, we didn't do any follow up. I told her, I asked her, what is the problem? said, Every time she sits down to read, her mind will be telling her she will fail. She will go, oh, her mind will be telling her to fail. She's been reading, she's not there. Before she finished telling me what was, she was just shedding tears. I said, okay, oh, thank God you are here today. I think the exam was about two days or two weeks off. I said, thank God you are here today. That's fear. Do you know what the God, word of God says about you? The Lord says that you shall be heard and not tell. The Lord says that you will teach your teachers. That the Holy Spirit will remind you of the things you've been reading. So, have you been reading? He said, yes, she's been reading. He said, the Holy Spirit will remind you. So by the time I finished telling her, the Lord said, you should be this, you should be this. Just read your book and believe what the Lord said. By the time they took the exam, I went to her and said, how was the exam? It wasn't as difficult as I expected. Though. And to the glory of God, she passed that exam. But if she has continued with that fear, she would have failed and failed woefully. Maybe she would have been among those they would say to leave. So, preach the word of God. Use it to encourage people. Use it to advise people. Use it to admonish. Don't store it in your heart. If it stays in your heart, it will burst. But if you tell people you are releasing it, and as you are speaking it out, it's coming back to you. If you are just speaking and you are not storing it in your heart, When the storms come, you will not have something to hold on. When the challenges come, you will not have an anchor to hold on. There is nothing that will come out. So, it must be in our hearts and we must pick it out. And I pray that as believers, maybe you are not yet a believer, you've just been joining us to come to church. You join us in our fellowship meetings. You join us in the activities of the church. And the umbrella of chapel of his resurrection is covering you. You have not known that personal something, even though you've been in the church. I was like that. I kept going to church. You tell me, in short, when I gave my life to Christ and I told my mother that I've repented, that was her statement. As far as she was concerned, there was no difference. But inside me, I knew I needed Christ. And thank God for what he did. So peradventure, you are like me. You, you are as I was. Not knowing anything. You don't follow men. You don't tell lies. You are just an upright person. Very righteous and very holy. But Jesus is not at the center of that holiness. At the center of what you are doing. That's one of the definitions of the heart. Something as the center. Jesus is not the center of all those your goodness. Then you have to make it right with Christ. And then this word will now become effective and active in your heart and in your mind. And don't be like the seven sons of Stephen who wanted to cast out demons. 
And the demon asked them, I know Jesus. I know Paul. But you, who are you? I know Jesus. I know Paul. These ones had the word of God. They were living it out. But you, you like the way Reverend has been praying, the way he prays, and what happens when he prays. And you now want to be like him. But you don't want Jesus that is in the center of his life to be at the center of your own life. And you want to say, just as our reverend used to say, this and that. They will ask you, I know reverend. I know Jesus. But who are you? So, first of all, you have to be a believer. Then, this word will be in your heart. And by his grace, you will speak it out. You will benefit you and you will benefit your hearers. And only him alone will be glorified. Praise the Lord. Shall we bow our heads to pray? We want to give opportunity for as many of you that desire the word of God to enter your life. You know it that Christ is not dwelling in your life. And there is no how you can speak out what you do not believe in. This morning is a golden opportunity for you. Just place your right hand in your chest. We are going to pray. So that the Lord will come into your heart and he will sup with you. And you will be qualified to speak that word and it will make meaning. Please, you have not given your life to Christ. You have not accepted the word. You have not believed in the power to save that resides in the world. Put your right hand in your chest. We are going to pray. Our Heavenly Father, repeat this after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you Lord this morning for your word that has come to me. Thank you because I'm convicted. I know that I'm a sinner. I've been coming to church I have been amongst your children. But Lord, I know that I am not saved. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon me. Wash me with the precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. And send your Holy Spirit inside of me. Lord Jesus, make me a new creature. Let old things pass away. So that from today henceforth, I will experience the newness of life. Be the Lord of my life. And order my life and my step from today. To the praise of your name. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your children. We give you praise. Thank you for reminding us of the importance of God. Of your word dwelling richly in our hearts. And thank you Father for reminding us that it will not remain just in our hearts. That we will speak it out. Almighty God we pray that Father you help us O Lord to speak the word out. That you have put in our hearts in the name of Jesus Christ. Even so today as we go to the word. We shall practicalize it O Lord. We will speak the word that you have planted into our hearts. Cause that the efficacy of that word, Lord, will be made manifest in the name of Jesus Christ. It will be made manifest in our lives, in our situation, and in the lives of those that hear us. Be glorified, for in Jesus' name we are praying. Let's put our hands together for Jesus Christ.